It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between, we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. You guys, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Also, this is a new episode of The Bachelor. Uh, we are releasing this on both feeds today. So hello, The Bachelor audiences. Everything's okay. Jared and Kay will be back next week. Regularly scheduled programming. But today, I'm coming at you. And let me just tell you a little bit about myself and my show. And my audience already knows. But if you're listening to me for the first time, uh, I do a podcast for Betches called So Bad It's Good. It's about pop culture, reality shows. We do full recaps of certain Bravo shows. And I've been talking a lot about The Golden Bachelor. So today, I got the opportunity to speak to Jesse Palmer, who is the host of all of the Bachelor franchises right now. And he was just so fun to talk to, so amazing. Um, And uh, we'll get to him in just a second. I just want to remind everybody, if you do like this show, So Bad It's Good or The Bachelor, reminder to give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's a free way to let us know that you like what we're doing and also support our sponsors. Uh, That's always a great way to support as well. Are you guys good? It's Thanksgiving week, so I know this is a big, big week. I hope everybody's hanging in there, and I can't wait to hear everybody's Thanksgiving stories. Now, uh, we don't have an episode of The Golden Bachelor this week, and I don't think we have an episode of Bachelor in Paradise this week either, so we are Bachelor-free this week, so hopefully this interview can fill in some of those gaps for you. I was just watching uh, Bachelor in Paradise today, and uh, I still want to see more of Katie Thurston um, reuniting with her ex on the beach. Unfortunately, she was just there to teach the Bachelor in Paradise cast how to roast people, but I'll take it. Um, Also, uh, I am just so fixated right now on the Golden Bachelor. Um, I don't know if the Bachelor audience is like me. I think you guys are because they've been recapping the show. But this Gary, he I feel like they've made him in some sort of Bachelor lab of like the perfect bachelor. This guy is so empathetic. He seems so caring, so nice. He was a little too quick to go into those fantasy suites, but other than that, seems like a great guy. Now, I got about 40 minutes with Jesse, and I could have gone three hours. I think it is just so fascinating doing what he does and at the level that he does it. So it was a real treat for me. We get to go behind the scenes on a bunch of moments, talk about his start, talk about his football career, his family. Um, listen, he wouldn't tell me who Gary chooses. I, I'm real. I'm. It's keeping me up at night. Who Gary chooses? Who do you guys? Who do you guys want Gary to choose? I mean, because right now it's down to Teresa and Leslie, and it's keeping me up at night. I think I'm Team Leslie, but then I, I just I can't tell. He told both of them that he loves them. He told both of them. So I'm really curious how this will all shake out. And uh, Jesse reveals that we're going to have a two hour live finale in this interview. And this poor Gary. So we we stopped the interview at the end. We had, you know, stopped the interview and we were just talking briefly um, when he was leaving. And uh, we were talking about the preview for for next episode of The Golden Bachelor. And poor Gary doesn't seem like he's going to make it, make it out. Like he is just, he's heartbroken. He's saying this is one of the toughest moments in his life. Even the second most toughest since his wife passed away. And you're just like, how is this guy going to get through this? I'm pulling for Gary, but uh, Jesse says it is just so intense. It is so intense. And I just can't imagine in those moments. I mean, I think that's, what's fascinating about the golden bachelor. It really just zones us in reminding us what these shows are about, about finding love. And I think The Golden Bachelor is just so fascinating because it just retools the tried and true Bachelor process, but adding the age onto it, I think adds such a whole nother level 
that has really given this show new legs. And I can't wait to see. We talk about a potential Golden Bachelorette, which I would love to see. Um, I'm I'm all in on this Golden Bachelor franchise, as you can tell. So let's get to our interview with Jesse Palmer right now. Uh, so bad it's good, audience. We'll be back with an all-new episode on Wednesday, a full pop culture roundup for your listening pleasure. And if you're the Bachelor audience, consider giving it a shot. But I want everybody to have a very happy Thanksgiving. And here he is, the one, the only, Jesse Palmer. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. You guys, welcome back to another episode of So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. We are also airing on the Bachelor feed as well, so this is a twofer. This is a big one, and I have been excited about this interview since I found out I was going to talk to him. Now, this incorporates everything I love. You know I'm a geek for hosts. I have fall. I love a good host, and we have one of the <laughs> best hosts there today. I also love the Bachelor franchise, and this man not only was a professional football player, not only was he the Bachelor at one point, he has now ha- he has the keys to the kingdom. He hosts the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and my new favorite show that I watch. Oh, I can't wait to watch the next episode, The Golden Bachelor. We have the one, the only, Jesse Palmer. Jesse, welcome to the show. Man, that was the nicest introduction I've ever received. Thank uh, you. Jesse, I mean, I really was so excited, and I've followed your work now for a while because you are, you know, a couple years into hosting The Bachelor, and you are doing such a bang-up, amazing job at it. But I got to tell you, your work on The Golden Bachelor 
is next level because you are kind of the everyman taking us through this. And sometimes your facial reactions when Gary is going through something yeah. is exactly the facial reactions we would have. Oh, I'm glad I, I can be the conduit. I can be the vessel for, uh, for people at home. <laughs> I, I got to say, man, I, I know people at home are, are in love with Gary I, and, and I am too. He's just been such a joy to be along. Um, when I when I met him the first night out in front of the mansion, of course, when I saw his story, uh, I was just drawn in. And he's just a guy to me. He's just so compelling. Um, every time I'm talking to him, on camera or off camera, I feel like he, he's got me on the edge of my seat, and I just exactly constantly catch myself taking mental notes. Um, from this guy that has so much life experience, I got to say, really, it's it's always so much fun working on these shows and getting to know the cast. But getting to know Gary and this group of women has really been an honor. It's been a real treat. I mean, I, I got to imagine this has reinvigorated, I think, all of the Bachelor franchise and really makes you rethink kind of love as a concept. And I, I even didn't really realize that going into watching this show. But I, I think two episodes in, I just thought, Wow, I would I I love watching people that have loved and lost and yeah. what they've learned through their journey in life. And at first I didn't know if it was going to work, but this thing works. When did you feel it when you were filming or did you not know until it aired? No, I, I didn't really know it. It's funny. I, I think all of us coming into this uh, didn't know what to expect. Um Yeah. From from a a format standpoint, I think also just from a fundamental standpoint. Uh I remember th- standing outside the mansion on night 1 wondering if they were they were going to take <laughs> naps <laughs> throughout the course of the, of the first rose ceremony because you know people at home know by now i mean that is the longest night in television we start that thing at like 7 p.m and it wraps at 8 a.m and they just go all night i was amazed and i've been amazed at the energy level that gary and these women have had throughout the entire experience I, but i i you know I think as we're as we're watching it all unfold, I think the most powerful message that that is delivered throughout all this is that love really can happen at any age. And you're right. I think when you when you get to know Gary and the women and their stories, you just root for them. You've talked about yeah. loving and losing. Um, they have children. Many of them have grandkids. And it's so true. I think what we've seen the bare bones of this whole franchise is that if you if you're willing to take that step and you're willing to be vulnerable um, and give it a shot, anything can happen. And I think, you know, the fact that love can happen at, at any point, um, I think has been one of the more powerful messages throughout this entire season. I think it proves the concept of Bachelor and then Bachelor Nation. I think it really does. It just kind of jumpstarts the whole thing again for me. Where And this thing, you guys, I, I talk about this every week and you can get on board because these are only hour-long episodes. Catch up at Thanksgiving when you don't want to talk to your family. Go into the room, put on the DVR and watch all of The Golden Bachelor because it is so easy. I mean, it is just so bingeable. But I mean, let's just say it right now. Who does he pick? Who Who is it? Is it, is it Teresa? <laughs> you can tell me. We'll We're get not into it. I know. Teresa or Leslie? Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> it, it this is what I will say. I, I will say, I, I think the upcoming finale, that, that'll be a two-hour live uh, finale <sighs> uh, in L.A., I think it's going to be a finale uh, Bachelor Nation has never seen before, and I know it's one they're never going to forget. Obviously, Gary, at this point, he's in love with two women, Leslie and Teresa. He's, um, told, he's and, told 10 women he loves them by now. He's, he's told he's every woman he loves he's, he's impulsive. He's feeling the moment. He's in it. Um, and, and obviously, we, we've seen uh, situations similar to this in the past in the franchise where people have been in love with multiple people, and they're getting to a really difficult decision. This goodbye coming up, I think, is the most emotional goodbye that we've ever seen on any show. Bachelor, Bachelorette, Paradise. It is going to be heartbreaking. And we've seen with Gary throughout, these moments are really tough. You can think back to the very first night, right? Very first uh, rose ceremony. Was it like 8.30 in the morning? He's getting emotional (laughs) saying goodbye to women that he had only known a couple hours. I mean, he That's wears That's why we this. love him. That's why right. we love him. He's so and accessible so, emotionally. Imagine how hard this is going to be for him then in Costa Rica when that moment has to happen. It's going to be extremely tough. I know it'll be it'll be heavy. It'll be something that that you know we'll we'll talk about live um, and and relive. And it it it's it'll be a lot. 
But as we know too, there's happiness on the other side. And Gary and these women, they came into this thing hoping to find that person that they could spend the rest of their golden years with. And I think Gary found that person. And so I'm really excited for this finale and for people to see what's going to happen, but, it, but you have to get ready. And, and I know we say this every year and, and we, we do go through this to an extent. This will be an emotional roller coaster, like get ready. Um, Would you say it's the most dramatic rose ceremony in history? <laughs> it's going to be, I'll say this. It, it, it will certainly be one of, if not the most emotional finales we've ever seen. I'll just put it that I'll preface it that way. Now you said two hour live finale. So does that mean you are with Gary in studio and, and watching this back with him and potentially a live audience? Uh, we're going to have a live audience. Of course, Gary will be there. Uh, and then Leslie and Teresa will be there as well. So it's, it's all going to unfold. We're going to be watching it all together back for wow. the very first time. Um, and, and the exciting I, thing and the terrifying thing as a host on shows like this is you just have no idea where it's going to go. That's what I was going to wonder is that you train. I mean, you were an, you were a quarterback. I mean, you're watching, you're watching tape on the field. You're trying to like get everybody's moves down. How right. similar is that to, uh, to wrangling these people to <laughs> thinking on the fly to being like that question didn't land. I got to switch to this all of a sudden. I think, I, I think there's a similarity with playing football. A terrible football analogy is always play the <laughs> next play and be prepared for anything. It, I, like I'm like most people. I love having the answers to the test, but when you do shows live like that, you have no idea where it's going to go. So you do have to be nimble. It's like running a two-minute drill as a quarterback, <laughs> and you just got to go. And I, I try to put myself in in viewers' shoes at home. What would you want to ask? What do you want to know? Um, what's the follow-up question there? But also, it, but also, you got to listen. You got to be empathetic. You got to feel the moment because I, you know, just like many people, at, like everybody at home, I, I've gotten to know these. I've gotten to know Gary. I've gotten to know these women, um, and and getting to know their stories. It, it it's not hard to want to pull for them. I want the happy outcome for everybody. Of course, that that's not always possible, um, and so. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. during this finale. Well, Nobody does. Um, but I, but I, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty powerful. I know that you are now used to live audiences in a sense. And I was just, you know, uh, rewatching the women tell all episode from the golden bachelor, which you did an amazing job, but you even teared up during that because yeah. you feel it. And like, how important is that you say, listening, you know, do you have to remind yourself? Because I would imagine sometimes with the younger bachelor and bachelorette contestants, there could be sometimes a little bit of a tune out because you're like, ah, these kids, oh, they don't know what love is, you know, like, <laughs> but like, I mean, is it something that you have to remind yourself every, like be in this moment with them, feel what they're feeling and yeah. how do you kind of keep a respectful, like you are the host? How do you, how do you keep all that in play? I, I think it's a great question. I, I, I think I'm naturally a pretty compassionate, empathetic person anyway. My biggest thing is I just want to give people space. That that's all. It's never about me. It's about them telling their stories and talking about how they feel. Their experience is entirely different than my experience when I was the bachelor. So when I'm up there, I'm just I'm just trying to talk to them and listen and let them tell their truths and ask the questions that I think people at home want to know. But you know, for me, naturally, I, I'm just empathetic. And when there's heartbreak or, I mean, Ellen's story at, at tell all was, was, you know, it was just so, it just got me. It got everybody. Yeah. There wasn't a dry, yeah. and I wasn't the only one. There wasn't a dry eye in, in the room. Uh, we had producers crying, uh, in, in, in the, in, in the back watching all that. When faith came out, that was emotional and just standing there and seeing Gary and her and just letting them have their moment. It's not me. Sit on yeah. the couch. I'll open up. I'll open up the floor to you. What do you want to say? And and I I'm like everybody else at home. I'm just a viewer listening in. Um, that's invested yeah. in all this, and that's that's what I try to do. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. 
On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. You let them sit in that silence sometimes, and I love that. I love that you're not filling every space, and I think that really is masterful. Um, you mentioned bring, being on The Bachelor, and I think that's why you are kind of the perfect man for this job, because you have gone through everything that these people have gone through. Now, I mean, you know, you were playing football at the time, I believe, when you were The Bachelor. I mean... When you went on this show, what was going on in your mind? Was it, I really want to find love? Were you there for the right reasons? Or were you like, listen, I don't know how long football is going to let. Let's see if I can get some TV going. What, what was it for you? So I'd be lying if I said that I had a plan for a TV career after doing the show. That, that is completely <laughs> untrue. I had my dream job. I was playing quarterback yeah. in the National Football League. That was something I wanted to do since I was seven years old. And my intention was to play for years and years to come. And that's what I did. When the show was over, I literally went back into minicamp with the New York Giants and a new coach and Tom Coughlin. And off we went. Um, I think one of the things I'm most proud about during that experience was that like, I've, I was very present and I was there looking for love. Absolutely. And I, I had a single focus. I was still training um, because I was a quarterback in the NFL, no doubt, but my, my mind and my energy was all into that. It was, it was such a unique experience. And as I mentioned before, what's fun sort of hosting this is that because I, I have been in similar situations, I can appreciate um, sometimes what, what, the lead or what some of the cast may be going through. I'm also very aware that it's, it's their own thing. And, yeah. and I want to give them space to, to be that you wear a lot of different hats <laughs> hosting the show. You, you, you play a lot of different roles. Um, but I, and I never in a million years thought when I was the bachelor that I was going to have a career in television um, yeah. or that I was going to oh. one day host the show. Yeah. I mean, that could have been like the furthest thing from your radar. Right. I mean, when you, I mean, and this is kind of just something that popped into my head, you know, you being in the NFL at the time that you were the bachelor, is it something that you even on the field were people going, Hey bachelor. Hey, cause I was thinking about <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor, right. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I think yeah. about Travis Kelsey, like him on the field going like, what's your favorite T Swift song and trying to mentally <laughs> mess with them. Would people try to mentally mess with you on the field for being the bachelor? Oh yeah. All the time. Uh, and fans too. But like, you have to know that like when you, ex when you accept the role as the bachelor and you're playing professional sports, absolutely, you know, and you're aware that that's going to come up later on. Give me a rose Palmer. Where's my rose? <laughs> you know, you're hearing it from the crowd. You're getting like blindsided by Bruce Smith. He's like, give me a rose, Jesse. Yeah. So you're like getting up and it's, Am I on your final two, Jesse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the most dramatic quarterback sack ever. <laughs> this is stuff like you're you're living that every single day. Um, and it was it was I gotta say, the locker room with my teammates and getting to involve them in the experience and the viewing parties and then and then the season, it it was so special. We laughed so much. It it, it actually I think in many ways actually brought us closer as a team, ironically what? enough. That's the movie I want to see. That's the feel-good Rudy story that I want to see, <laughs> is right. you and the team. Um, you eventually chose Jessica on your season, and obviously now th that didn't work out, um, and you are actually happily married. You have a baby on the way. Congratulations. Oh, I thanks. mean, just truly, you are kind of just amazing. But uh, after that period of time of then 
losing that love and NFL is, you know, kind of petering down a little bit. When does it start playing in your head of like, wait a sec, people like me, I'm good on television. When does that start coming into your head? Because I feel like you are a fully formed host at this point. You have like a long list of credits, Daily Mail, Cookie. I mean, all of these things. When does this start coming into your head of, I can do this and I want to do this? I appreciate you saying that. um, It's been a long process, no doubt. Um, I was really lucky to get to broadcast football. Uh, it actually started while I was on the Giants and I was doing radio broadcasts for the local arena football team. Uh, oh, wow. Jason Garrett was was one of the quarterbacks on the team and, and he was doing it and he, he had to miss a weekend and he was like, in the offseason, you want to just go try this? It's radio. It's, it's arena football. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to be terrible on radio. I, I don't know anything about arena football and like, I'm going to get nervous. I'm not going to know what I'm talking about. And he just convinced me to give it a try. And I ended up doing it and realizing that I really liked it. And that was the, the aha moment where I thought, you know, maybe when football's over, I could broadcast sports. And I ended up doing that in 2007, um, started working for ESPN at college football the year before that I was calling NFL games on Fox and I was sort of in my comfort zone there. And then food network Canada was an opportunity that came up. Um, around 2010, 2011 on the show called Recipe to Riches, where I had this a, a similar feeling of, I don't know anything about cooking and I can't bake anything. I'm not going to go out there. But, <laughs> but, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and being vulnerable, I did it and realized I actually really, really liked it. And I could talk about and be around people um, that were outside of, of just football. And so that's kind of how it, it all started. One thing led to another. I got really lucky. I worked with some incredible people and, and and it just kept opening doors, not saying no, kept opening doors. And it led me in, in a very weird way back to hosting this franchise. And I could not be more lucky to have this job and, and, and I'm grateful for it every day. Isn't that why life is great is the things that you just don't, it's not even on your radar, but a series of choices or a series of things of like you going past any kind of fear or self-judgment gets you to that place. I think that's what I love. So many origin stories of people that I really admire seems to have that same origin story. When the opportunity for the Bachelor franchise arises, do they put you through like an NFL boot camp? Like, are you like, I always imagine the people trying out for the Batman role. Do you have to put on the suit, go to the Bachelor mansion and stand out in front of people walking through a limo? Like, what do they what do they put you through to get this job? Well, yeah, your Batman voice is always like this. You have to start talking (laughs) like this all the time. I'm Jesse Palmer and I'm here to help people find love. Honey, I'll be back. I should have brushed my teeth. I'll be back. Gary, ladies, it's the fun of yours tonight. <laughs> I practice saying that over and over yes. and over in the mirror thousands of times. Let the journey begin. Let the journey begin. Is it one hand? Is it two hands? Am I yes. looking this way? The limo's arriving. Let the journey begin. You know, that, that was the boot camp. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what's great is everybody on the show gave me space to be me. I, and I, and I, I'm very appreciative of that. Um, I've just tried to be myself throughout it all. And I think like anything we do, I think the more reps you get at it, the more comfortable you start feeling in it. Um, yeah. And it still feels, you know, very new at times. And there's other moments where I feel like, all right, I feel like I've done this a couple of times. I, I, I kind of get the flow of this. Um, you know, and, and it's just been, it's been great. It's and been something that I'm feeling more and more too. comfortable in. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like you have a distinct personality that is starting to shine through that I really, really love. But then, like, this is a full time gig, or at least it feels like it. You got to go to paradise. You, I mean, we have the new season of The Bachelor premiering January twenty second for uh, right. people with with Joey. I believe is uh, is The Bachelor this yep. season. Uh, so you guys have already started filming that, or have already filmed a majority of that, I would imagine. So this thing is constantly you know, constantly going through. And now with the golden bachelor, I mean, I feel like this adds a whole nother thing. I mean, I want the golden bachelorette. Do we have any plans for that? I really hope so. Your mouth to God's ears. I think there are so many women from Gary's season that would be phenomenal golden bachelorettes. And that would, that would, uh, they're certainly deserving of that opportunity. It it is a full-time job. You're right. You're, you're doing one onto the next, onto the next. We have already wrapped Joey's season. That's, that's in, that's all done. And I can't wait for people to see that starting January 22nd. But you know, one of the challenges I think is that you're, Golden Bachelor is on TV. 
Paradise is on TV. <laughs> you're doing live stage shows from that and then getting on a plane and flying to some country to go film Joey season. And you're constantly having to move your headspace back and forth between different seasons. The and and not knowing like- Compartmentalizing oh, is yeah. probably the, one of the trickier parts because we've got so many different layers of this of this show now and it seems to all be happening at the same time. Yeah, and you have to remember like what the audiences are caught up to because you have all the info. You could tell me right now who Gary picks. You are choosing not oh. to. You could tell me right now, but you are choosing not to. I have that a is- governor. I, you have to learn to have a governor. Uh- <laughs> what am I? It's like a one second delay. Okay, what have people seen? What do they know? What am I not allowed to say so I don't get fired? Basically, that's my thought <laughs> yeah, process yeah. every time doing you're doing this. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, to go into the, we had some uh, questions from the audience as well is what does the bachelor mansion at this point smell like? What, what is the smell of the bachelor mansion? I, I am so happy you asked that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, I, and I'm being dead serious about this. One of the greatest things about the golden bachelor was the day I would show up to drop off a date card. It was my favorite day of the week, no doubt. Because the mansion during the Golden Bachelor smelled the best by far. And it was because it was all coming from the kitchen. These women are easily the best cooks of any season I've ever been a part of. Susan and her meatballs, Edith and the guacamole. We got to watch the guacamole. I never had a problem. Susan, okay. Susan's all, all angry about that. And I'm not going to say who's a better cook because I don't, <laughs> don't want to get in trouble. But like <laughs> I'm used to showing up to the mansion to drop off date cards and it just smells like burnt eggs <laughs> and dirty dishes. <laughs> and protein powder, protein and like, powder. I and would vomit yeah. from like the, <laughs> like the rose ceremony cocktail party the night before. <laughs> The Golden Bachelor was fantastic. It was a smorgasbord. There's sous chefs, sauciers. They're helping each other. It was like, it was Michelin rated. And that was the best part. (laughs) The Golden Bachelor, the Golden Bachelor smelled the best easily. Um, Where it, like, we only see a small portion of everything that's filmed, I'm sure, in your conversations with everybody. I mean, how often are you giving, and I guess, especially with The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and a little bit with Bachelor in Paradise, how much love advice are you giving to these people? And did it change on the Golden Bachelor where people wanted to give you love advice with your marriage? Yeah, great questions. You know, we film so many hours on this show that has to get condensed and restricted into a two-hour window or in the Golden, in Golden's case, one-hour window. And there there are a lot of times that, that I get a chance to interact, not just on camera, but off camera as well. In fact, a majority of on camera stuff, entire conversations completely go away um, just because they can't fit the, the, you know, that two hour episode based on all the other stuff that has happened. Um, There's constantly conversations going on. I remember, you know, talking with Clayton in Iceland, just like on a bench in the square somewhere, just one day, getting a workout with Tanner uh, randomly in in California, <laughs> hanging out, talking with him, uh, being on the beach with Jess in paradise yeah. off camera, just kind of like hanging out, talking with her and Rachel, um, uh, Kathy uh, on um, on <laughs> Golden, Golden and just kind of, <laughs> you know, talking about that. And then she's always like giving me the, like the hook em horn. She's like a big Texas Longhorn fan. She's like, Jesse, remember. Remember, <laughs> like as she walks off after the convo. But it, you know, what was interesting too about you're right. It's a good point. The, the golden bachelor is that, you know, what am I going to tell a 72 year old man or that group of women about life or love or experience? They, they all have so much more than I ever will. And I, that's why I was saying earlier, like I just kind of, it was them kind of giving me advice uh, and not just in love. I'm about to have a, a baby and, and they're, they're telling me about parenthood and, uh, things to look forward to. I mean, I was just soaking everything in from both Gary and these women. And that, that was one of the the more unique parts of hosting this show uh, for me. Absolutely. But there's so many times that you get to have interaction with, with everybody. And um, 
you know, I try to keep in touch with everyone, you know, after the show and checking in and it's going to be millions of people at this point. We have like 80 new bachelor contestants every year. It feels like, how do you, you're going to know like thousands of people before the end of this, uh, this whole series. It, it, it's a lot. Right. And it's, and it's, you know, the bachelor verse is ever expanding, but I think it's important too, though, to, to maintain those relationships because that's, that's kind of what it is. You get to know them, you invest, you invest into them, uh, throughout filming. And that's just not something that you can, that, that you let go of. Uh, two ideas. Uh, if you talk to Mr. ABC, please say I will pay extra for the unedited conversations that you have with those people. Second idea, you and Gary, a buddy cop drama, because there is this great chemistry with you guys. You know, you could be bad cop. Gary could be good cop. But Gary telling you this past episode, he's like, well, us people, we like to knock boots, too. I was like, whoa, Gary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, unnecessary. And, 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 and also, you know, asking me about my parents was also completely out of bounds. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Gary, Gary totally hijacked that, that, that talk and turned it on me. Yeah. And I should have known he would do that. Gary's an incredible moderator and, and he completely flipped the script on me. Oh, I wanted I mean, to this- jump in the volcano behind me. Oh, I could tell on your face, but that's what I love. I love the realness of those conversations is that it's like a tete-a-tete, especially because when it's you and the younger people, like there's a gravitas that you have that I think all hosts need to have and you have that. But with Gary, it's just great to see that other side of you. Um, In terms of hosting though, who are your heroes? Who did you look up to when you started into this career? Like I always love like Jeff Probst from Survivor. I thought Chris Harrison was great. I thought, you know, there's people that I really look up to. And I think part of it is America is entrusting you to take us on this journey. Who, who did that for you? You know, I have been so lucky throughout my career to work with some amazing hosts. And I've always said that really good hosts are the ones that make it look easy in anything, right? When someone's really good at something, it makes everybody else think they could do it also because they make it look so effortless and so easy. Throughout my years at ESPN, Chris Fowler, Reese Davis, John Saunders was fantastic. Uh, Robin Roberts at Good Morning America oh, yeah. was uh, is amazing. And the two years that I got to spend there, every day going to work and and watching her and watching her interview people and watching her just talk about so many different topics and conversations, um, her empathy, her charisma, her charm, um, all of it was, was just so, uh, it was so impressive. And I think throughout, throughout years and years and years of doing this now, 17 years, um, I've just, a lot of it, I've, I've, you know, I've been lucky enough just to see great examples. Um, and, and to your point, I, I think everybody was their own person. Everybody has their own style. Um, and I, I think I was very aware of that coming into this. So, you know, I, if I could be 7% the host that, that Robin Roberts is, I feel like it'll, it'll be a pretty successful career. Yeah, no, it already is. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Bachelor in Paradise, I was just watching this week's episode and I was watching like Katie Thurston came back and yeah. this is the first time she's seen Blake in, I think it was like a, a couple of years since they were engaged. She had a relationship with another Bachelor Nation uh, contestant and it was real. I was like, wow, this is this is wild. Where are you when those conversations happen and do they show you tape afterwards? Like, how are you involved in the process of this? Because I always wonder, like, did they pull you from some like bachelor host room and go, you got to see this, Jesse, you got to wake up right now. Like, how does this all go down? I know it's a little inside baseball, but yeah, this is great Uh, to give people perspective. I mean, and of course, I can only talk about my own experience, you know, hosting. Um, Greet Katie at the gates of paradise. Send her down the steps run to the control room and just watch it happen. I mean, that that's what I'm doing. I'm sort of with producers and with people watching. It's like the architect in the matrix. You've got like 30 <laughs> TV screens and you're just watching it all unfold and happen. That's the only way that you can really stay, stay up to date on everything. Yeah. 
Um, and so it's just trying to be knowing that you're not going to be on camera, knowing that you're not needed and your, your day is probably done, but you know, moments like that. And, and there's multiple throughout paradise, throughout bachelor, throughout golden, just trying to, trying to watch as much as you, you possibly can so that you have perspective later. If in fact you have to talk to them about it, you know, yeah. it's important that, that, that they know that, you know, kind of what's going on. Like it's, it, it wouldn't be good if if you're asking them questions about how they feel and, and they feel like you've just been downloaded. Um, yeah, on yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got to be actually a, you like an integral part of the DNA of that show and kind of see everything and be all knowing, yeah, which like is I always saw this in- happen. You yeah. know, when he, when he told you this, what were you thinking? And then they go, oh, okay, he, he saw it. He gets it. You know, and at least I think to me, at least that feels important. But you have to have always been a naturally curious person to even be able to download all of this stuff. Has that always been you since a kid? Since you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, I've been. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good way to put it. Curious for sure, uh, and and just like I just like people. At the end of yeah. the day, I like passionate people. People that that are into something, um, and that's sort of that's what's funny about you know Food Network and hosting some of those shows is I know zero zero really. I've never baked anything in my life, but I like being around people that talk about it and and love doing it. And yeah. so, you know, the, the fun part for me with Bastard Nation is just getting to know these people and and following their story and their paths along the journey to me is is really fascinating and and getting to know them a little bit, you know, off camera as well and and being accessible. You know, I I don't want I don't want them to think I'm like the Wizard of Oz and you're not supposed to ever see me and it's it, it's it's you know, I I should be there uh for them whatever they need. My favorite is the parts when it is a really emotional moment and then you kind of appear out of the bushes and you're like, <laughs> a hard night tonight, huh? You know, like you're like, ah. Oh. Pat on the like, back. And you just like, <laughs> o- always start it by, I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time. That was really tough. <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess we didn't, I guess we didn't see that coming. In my, in my Batman voice. Yes, oh, that was, yeah. <sighs> I can tell that just, was hard to watch back. First off, I appreciate you being here to talk about it. You know, just like you just have to wait. Jesse, yeah. Please wear the Batman were, outfit. What, at least what one were you time. doing? What were you doing in the bushes? No, I I remember on um, on Zach's season of The Bachelor when we were in Budapest, he had his rose ceremony. He he sent Cat home, and I'm you know send Zach in. It's the final rose tonight. He, he gives out the final rose. I, I'm I'm in the room in this like in this incredible. It's like in the castle. In Budapest, it was amazing. You're in the like the, the 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 vaulted ceiling, like basement dome, and you're watching all these these cameras, and it's just supposed to be a ho hum. You know, it's a final rose, goodbye. He's going to go and cheers everybody. And Zach was crying. He was out in front of the. He was out in front, and he was he was in the square by himself crying. And so I, I peeled out. I didn't have a, I didn't even have a mic on. I took yeah. my mic off. And, and I saw him crying and I, I, I just said, I, he just needs a hug. And so like, this doesn't even have to be on TV. He just needs a hug. And I just ran out around and they, and you know, of course they have the capability to kind of scramble everybody together and they're, they're setting up cameras and, you know, I think they were catching my audio off of his mic in the moment, but it's just, you know, you, you just, you gotta be there. You just gotta be a human. Yeah. Right. Well, and, gotta and be I a think human the audience being. is. The audiences know when that real stuff happens, like, you know, the hair kind of goes up on our arms and we're like, wow. And especially if the mic audio is a little off, you're like, wow, this is really real. This is really speaking of that, though. What is the most intense? What is the thing that stayed with you the longest in terms of a moment from either the Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette or uh, Golden Bachelor? What's the moment that you haven't been able to shake? Is there something that you've seen that's like. I've just never seen the depths of emotion or hilarity. Well, there's well, okay, okay, great. I'm I'm happy I'm happy you said hilarity at the end. There's three <laughs> moments that stand out to me. Really, there's four really, but there's three. Um, Clayton's rose ceremony from hell in Iceland. And that was your first season, right? Yeah, I know. And I was like, why did I do this? <laughs> I just, you know, like I'm standing there and I'm like, this is unbelievable. And that that was incredibly that was incredibly emotional. It, it was painful. Um, obviously for Gabby and Rachel, uh, Clayton, you know, you could just see it eating away at him. Uh, that that's, that's a moment obviously I'll never forget. Um, Rachel had a rose ceremony. I don't know if you remember Rachel and Gabby had a rose ceremony where they were offering roses and Rachel had three roses denied. 
that that was really really tough as well. Um, and just my heart went out to Rachel in that moment. The conversation I just had with Gary in Costa Rica, where I was asking him <laughs> if he planned on being intimate in the fantasy suites, was at was so uncomfortable. Uh, but also funny at the same time. And so, and that, that's, that's one that, that I'll, I'll never be able to get over bloopers during, uh, in, in this, the most recent tell all like San, like Sandra farting for 10 seconds. Oh, so funny and legendary. So good. I mean, like, like I was in an NFL locker room, like that, that's a record by five seconds minimum. <laughs> I'm telling like, you that women tell all episode, one of the best hours of television that I've seen this year. Like I didn't, that's, I, I know I keep going back to the golden bachelor, but I cry two times every episode without a doubt. Like it is just, it sucks you in. And uh, I mean, those are all amazing moments, but in your mind, when you're seeing us respond in a different way, a little bit to the golden bachelor, do you think that's a seismic shift at all in terms of bachelor nation and the bachelor franchise that you guys will potentially rethink and, and retool certain things? Are there anything that comes to mind of like, you know what, we can take this from the golden bachelor. And I think we could actually even bring the audience in more with the bachelor and bachelorette has, has those conversations happened at all? I, I, yeah, it's interesting. You ask, you know, one thing that that has really kind of resonated with me watching golden bachelor are, are, are themes sort of throughout. And I think the theme of love and support that the women showed each other throughout golden bachelor, I think is a little bit different than what we've seen maybe in recent years. Like, like watching Susan curl Teresa's hair before her yeah. first one-on-one date is just like a microcosm of what I'm talking about. I thought that was that was really unique and special. I think everybody's intentionality on the Golden Bastard is pretty unique as well. I think everybody really showed up hoping to find love. I think that was the goal. That's why they were there. And there wasn't any auxiliary or secondary tertiary motivations for being there. Um, you know, love really was the theme throughout you know, and there always has to be drama. There's no doubt, right? It's always going to happen um, naturally on its own. Um, and I think the balance between the drama and the love, I, I think is always, it, it's a fine, it's a fine line, but I feel like with golden, it's sort of skewed more towards love. And, you know, I, and I, I wonder sometimes moving forward, if that's something that, that, that we can kind of, you know, keep working with. I know there's always going to be a bit of both. And honestly, I really do think that it's the people on the show that are going to determine which way it goes. I think with, with Golden, we really got lucky with Gary and with this group of women. They're very special. I really hope moving forward, it it can be, it can be more of the love and the support um, from the cast um, and the story as we move forward. Uh, certainly. Yeah. I think that that's been something really special about watching Gary and these women. Um, and by the way, the women are really supportive of each other than the Golden Bachelor. But we also had a moment where I think it was like between Kathy and Teresa, where yeah. you saw a little bit of the wow, there still is those things. No matter how old you are, we still have those moments and that's where somebody's I mean. getting. Yeah, like it's really fascinating to watch. And I love that spectrum that now the Bachelor Nation like kind of has this whole spectrum to pull from. Um, another audience question uh, we had, which was, uh, is there ever anybody that you were like, good, I'm glad you're off the show. You didn't deserve that, Rose. Do you ever <laughs> do you ever take it that personally where you're like, I don't like you from the jump? <laughs> Please say your goodbyes. Yeah. <laughs> you spend an extra second. Yeah. I can help you. I can show you the door. Yeah. Let me get your limo for you. There actually, there actually has not yet been someone like that where I was like, get them off. Uh, so, uh, which, which I think is a testament to, to everybody that we've been lucky enough to have on the last couple of years. I, I, I'm Canadian, so I generally like everybody, yeah. but that, you know, I, I haven't yet had that one, but you'll know it because I am going to do that when, when they are, when they are sent home, it, it won't, it, I, I, I normally, you know, have the face and I feel bad that they're leaving and I am so sorry, you know, please take a moment, say your goodbyes, man. And then turn around and like tap the. <laughs> whoever, whoever's whoever's the bachelor but that, that one it'll be pick rocks <laughs> just might just say a little that. shove a little I'm shove. sorry yeah. i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry take a moment and kick rocks yeah <laughs> that's by the way that would be truly groundbreaking <laughs> be television yeah. uh, i just have a couple more minutes with you this has been so amazing i i guess um in terms of 
what's the future hold for you? Because you are Bachelor Nation at this point. You are holding all of this together. But do you even um, have dreams for the future? What I mean, you couldn't have predicted this. So, I mean, you were talking about Robin Roberts. I mean, we know Michael Strahan's career, you know, what he's done with it. Yeah. Uh, do we have goals for the future? I mean, obviously, you are in, like I said, the DNA of Bachelor Nation. But what's next? Obviously, you have a baby on the way. Um, <sighs> but the world's your oyster, I feel. I've I've been really really lucky. I, I'm I'm going to ride this as long as I can. This really has been a dream job. I mean that, and and I intend to do this as long as as possible. Uh, I'm having so much more fun, and what makes it exciting too is. You know, I don't think anybody saw Golden Bachelor coming, even even no. just a couple of years ago. And so you don't know what the next iteration is and what's coming along uh, and down the pipeline. So I want to be a part of that uh, for as long as I can do this. Um, the only other thing, I mean, the only other thing I can think of, and and I don't know if I'll even ever have time to do this, especially after having a baby and and with with how the Bachelor franchise is going. Um, I would I would love to do like a travel food show. Oh yeah. Like Anthony Bourdain to me had the dream gig like that. Like that is just, you know, I love food. I love travel. I love people. I love telling stories. Maybe I could do like a travel food show around the bachelor wherever exactly, we go. Dude. I mean, it's you, like, you, and just take people yes. like, Hey, the rose ceremony is coming up. But before we do that, you really have to get into this Neapolitan za. Yeah. And just like, have you ever into- tried paella? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> We're here in Mallorca. And when you're in Mallorca, you have to That's do the no- paella. Dude, put that on Hulu right out. I mean, that's a, that's an amazing idea. Um, uh, does your wife watch all these shows with you? Does she have commentary? Oh, yeah. yeah, yes. Is it very and, different than your commentary? Yes, uh, and because not only do I get commentary on the show, I get commentary on my performance on the show. Perfect. Yes. And it's very, it's she's Brazilian. So it's very direct. There, there's no gray area. I know where she stands, but she's she's a huge part of Bastard Nation now. She absolutely loves it. And I, I never tell her what happens. She always wants to know. And I never tell her. And I say, baby, just got to wait and find out what's going to happen. So we'll watch it together live. And she'll be in disbelief or she'll be happy or she'll be sad. She's riding the wave of emotions. And then I'll literally be calling a a college football game on ESPN like I was this past weekend. And in the middle of the game, I'll get a text message from my wife who's like, you know, I'm watching this episode back. I can't believe he sent her home. (laughs) And and it's like, I'm like, you you just watched it. You you, you knew. And she's like, yeah, but it's I'm mad about it now because I just realized he told her he loved her in front of her family. <laughs> oh my God. You know, and you're just like, babe, it's third and eight. Like I, I, I got, you know, it's third yeah, quarter. It's, it's a three point down, game. I, yeah, fourth I can't, down, I know yeah. it's third and eight. They're in the red zone. I, I gotta go. And it's just, she, it's, it's amazing about it. So yeah, she, she watches and she absolutely loves it. Well, you guys, this was an amazing way to start my week, and hopefully this is going to be a great way to start yours. Jesse Palmer, he is an everything. Bachelor in Paradise. you got to watch The Golden Bachelor. I have not been this excited for a finale of any show in such a long time. This is appointment television for me, and I think for a lot of you guys. Thank you for sharing all of this time with us today. Really, uh, you know, a hero of mine, Jesse. So thank you for being here. Um, and also, please, I got to come to that live taping with Gary. I got to be there. I got to see this happen in a couple of weeks. I mean, like, I need to be there, boots on the ground. But it's, I cannot wait for this. Make um, a sign and come. Absolutely. Yeah, you you, you got to show up. <laughs> Middle-aged podcast host for Gary. <laughs> That's right. Um, Well, uh, Jesse Palmer, thank you for all of this time, and I hope to talk to you again down the line. You got it. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much for your time, too. This was great. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.